Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to explore Creator's insights on the power of intention. Creator is uh, kind of fond of using the word intention. We've, we've encountered that quite frequently throughout the channelings, and especially the notion of accumulating attention through prayer. So I thought this would be a good topic to explore, Carl. Well, we'll see. This gets to be a little bit technical, a little bit uh, dry for some. But it's an important concept. The people who have followed metaphysics have seen this time and again, the idea of intention being an aspect of what we can make happen with our thoughts. But it's really a simple idea that it's the power behind words. Words don't really mean much in and of themselves unless you act on them in some way, unless you hold a true belief in what you're saying. And that's kind of what this is all about, where the power comes from and how it influences things. So it's an important area to look into and in how we interact with those around us in the world at large. Indeed. U.S. Creator, Wikipedia says, intention is a mental state that represents a commitment to carrying out an action or actions in the future. Intention seems to be the motive, the motive power of the mind. It's, you know, the, the engine of the mind, the driving force that is building the future. Can creators share the nature of this mental state? All right. And these are creators' words channeled in answer to the question. This is an intrinsic aspect of consciousness, which, after all, is an energy So if consciousness is an energy and intention is a focus of consciousness to create an agenda for it to have, it is indeed an energetic launching pad, so to speak, to launch an idea forth, a conscious thought or a subconscious one, as the case may be. Your energy is that of consciousness in its makeup to a high degree. The other kinds of energy present within your being are more or less housekeeping details in the manifestation of your physical form and the workings of the physical body you are inhabiting at the moment. They are not your essence. They are not your central idea or reason for being, and they are not your intention or agenda other than having a stable platform which is a kind of intention launched from the soul level to provide a working platform for the incarnation underway. As life is complex, the existence of many intentions is an aspect of the complexity underway because there are always multiple intentions ongoing in any given moment that have been launched previously and in a sense are competing with or in harmony with one another as the case may be. Those that are complementary and are resonating with a similar frequency are self-reinforcing. 
and will tend to strengthen one another because they each carry an aspect of a larger intention of which they are component parts. So this complexity of life is highly organized, but the fluid nature creates the illusion of chaos at times and disorder and a lack of overall meaning and purpose. This can be quite misleading. There are many times when your intentions are mixed, and this creates a dilemma for the self and for the universe as well. It cannot respond to a competing signal that is self-canceling. This is when you are in conflict with yourself or with others in a way that creates a kind of standoff, as in an arm wrestling contest that is underway where the energies might shift back and forth favoring one or another opponent, but the overall outcome is still uncertain and unresolved as to who will be the winner. There are many aspects of life that are indeterminate because the intentions have not been fulfilled and are still in play, so to speak, and do not contain a sufficient wherewithal to bring it about unilaterally other than to predispose the energies to arrive at the proper time and place with that wherewithal to bring something into reality. So, in a sense, intentions are provisional until they catalyze into the flow of reality in the way you perceive its existence moment by moment as the present. There is a vast sea of intentions flowing from each individual, and this vast interplay constitutes the interpersonal dimension as well as the broader cultural level. All will be influenced to some degree by the actions of others and the intentions they create, as there will be an energetic exchange, at least at some level, if only within the deep subconscious, checking in with the collective unconscious of humans and extraterrestrials. The deep subconscious is also looking at the Akashic records, which are updated continually as well as being modified in many cases through the workings of karma to assign meaning to the intentions launched through consciousness as they impinge on the Akashic records and may enhance or cancel the energetic signatures assigned to prior experiences and this will alter the future potentials inherent in their existence. So the actions might be to heal a past trauma and resolve an ongoing dilemma of some kind or conversely might be to inflame a sore point that is heretofore unresolved that increases ongoing discomfort and perhaps outright suffering or might fester below conscious awareness and bubble up through an emotional explosion or meltdown at some point in the future if not healed in time. So this is a complex subject with many intricacies, but quite worth exploring because you are seeing the levers that make things happen. All is a product and function and orchestration of consciousness at work. So Carl, I think today's word is the word catalyze, (laughs) Uh, which is Basically, I think if people should be interested in this topic, their interest is, well, how can I manifest intentions I want to manifest? I mean, that's really what this is about at the end of the day. Well, and there's much to pay attention to here because this is an important tutorial on that very subject. 
How can I be effective? How can I move others to get what I want in the, the way of an outcome of some kind? And so the intention you set charts the course. And that's true of interactions with the divine. We hear about that a lot from Creator. That the divine listens more to our intentions than our words. Yes. That's why you can't fool God, because <laughs> God knows what's in your heart, what the true intention is. Are you being lip service to right. something? Are you making a false promise? Or are you sincere? And that is all about the intention behind your words. I've always thought of words as intention shapers, but they're not, yes. the, they're not the intention itself. Well, that's the way we try to make it clear what we're all about. That's the kind of tool we use to interface so we can have some clarity and understanding the people we deal with. We need a way to, to discern it. We can't intuit with accuracy and precision in our current form because we're we're limited. We're kind of dimmed down intuitively. Absolutely. You ask Creator, because so many people feel so powerless and helpless these days, can Creator share how exploring this topic of intention can really help them acquire the mental tools they need to both find and engage those levers that make things happen successfully that was referenced in the previous channel? And Creator says... As you've been exploring with us for years now, there is always more to learn about how the universe works and how humans work, functionally speaking, particularly with respect to enhancing skills and functioning of all kinds, and especially overcoming the consequences of adversity that may give rise to malfunction or dis-ease in the body. This is a dual healing journey for you and all of humanity and beyond. Anything people can learn about the levels of their mind and how their thoughts can influence things will be gaining capability and honing their skills with a greater understanding of what is done readily, what may be more difficult, but is still the person's responsibility to see to, and where there is a true need to call on the divine for further support, which can come in the form of inspiration, guidance, healing, or protection, as the case may be. There are many advantages in becoming smarter. In the same way as in the physical realm, the race is to the swift. Do you wish to come in first or do you wish to come in last? Both can be a choice depending on inner resolve, diligence, and the innate makeup of the individual. Carl, you asked creator, it has been observed that creation is filled with uniqueness no two snowflakes or grains of sand are alike. It seems that one of the hallmark characteristics of souls that makes them unique is the uniqueness of their intentions. Was this creator's intention to make us all different? All right, and creator says the following. Indeed, the soul characteristics are varied, and this is a deliberate aspect of creation. It was never our intention to have a sea of clones, Identical beings that would think alike, act alike, look alike, and be alike. But rather to have an infinite variety with respect to expression of innate characteristics and potentials for expressing variations of all kinds in differing ways and levels of intensity. And to be blended and mixed in endless varying patterns 
to create new flavors in the mix, so to speak. With the idea of infinity being just what it is defined to be, limitless, you can see there is no end to the variety of human experience and expression that is possible, particularly with a large number of souls in existence. This is an important point to ponder with respect to the frequent expectation and sometimes mandate that people think and act alike in order to fit in and be acceptable, when in fact novelty and variety was the goal of creation to begin with, not sameness and uniformity and conformity to any given set of ideals necessarily, other than for things to be in divine alignment with respect to whether they're positive or negative, helpful or harmful, contributing or detracting from the meaning and quality and experiencing of existence as an aspect of how much love is in play or being withheld. That is the most important criterion always in assessing the validity of intention being launched, whether it will add love or take love away. But even when it comes to love, lack of variety and sameness can become boring or even stultifying if it poses limitations on possibilities of growth, expansion, and the creation of new endeavors. So uniqueness is a critical component because it gives everyone endless opportunities for exploration. Well, I I think it's certainly um, something I anticipated the creator would say in, in regards to the question about uniqueness. But I really kind of also appreciate what creator says that we need to be wary of calls for conformity in thinking because if creator it didn't set out to create a bunch of clones, why should we be clones in our thoughts? You know, that's an important question. Well, and the idea of the individual is a very, very meaningful one. And this is something that could be enshrined, really, that the individual is a kind of sacred expression and something to be valued and not maligned. Obviously, there are people we don't agree with, people who cause trouble, people who are harming one another and themselves. But that's not what Creator is saying, that all things are allowed and just fine. It's what adds love and doing it in any way you think is helpful can be a contribution in the end, even if others might disagree in how you're going about it. So we have to be careful to not judge others because they think differently than we do. Great. You asked creator, the reality of karma suggests that intentional energy has no expiration date. Does intentional energy seek manifestation and continue to seek manifestation until it is transformed and neutralized by sufficient intentional energy of an opposite nature? Creator tells us this is literally quite true. Thoughts are things. Their energy is birthed into existence and will continue to exist. The universe is designed to funnel consciousness into a collective that is a repository of human thought. This has utility because it is often quite helpful to know what others are thinking, what others are wanting to see happen, what one is a part of and effect. 
So you can get some feedback intuitively about where you stand, where you might fit in, and where you might be at variance with the tenor of the times and what is being pondered or feared as the case might be. This is a way people can influence one another indirectly and, in a sense, contribute to the collective experience of life and help to make a difference, as well as being a negative influence on the part of some who might be causing great disturbances due to extreme negativity and perhaps hostile intentions, as the case may be. But these repositories of consciousness have an elegance as well as a purpose. The thoughts carry with them an energetic signature. And there is an interplay with the Akashic Records as well, because the information on record of what everyone does has much to do with intention. This is what the law of karma will assess from moment to moment, day to day, and so on, because the energies are assigned to who creates them. That keeps everything orderly. So unwelcome and harmful intentions you have launched can be recalled by you if you put your mind to it and create an intention to do so. This can have healing potential of great significance and will happen when people reach greater levels of maturity and begin to reflect on all they have been a part of and may begin to have second thoughts or regrets about prior misconduct or missed opportunities and want to set things right. Sending those intentions forth can help to undo the problems of the past by, in effect, launching a healing effort that will go out and recall prior negativity and neutralize it. This is simply a way of cleaning up one's own mess that will help your fellow members of the human family. You know, that last paragraph really is a a whole (laughs) deep well of exploration. You know, that it has some insights there that are really kind of new or at least said in a way that's, that's very clarified, that we can recall our negative attentions. You know, regret might play some factor in here. I, I have issues with regret in terms of beating up on yourself. You know, you don't want to necessarily do that. But the idea of recalling an intention and transforming it that way, that's really interesting outlook. Well, and I would say that things like regret and guilt and sadness are a sign there's a healing need. Yes. So that's not the the goal to have regrets uh, and second-guessing yourself. It is the, the motivation to take action and really undo what's the first cause of it all. And that will bring relief. So there's nothing to regret any longer because you've, you've cleaned everything up and you've set it right. That is always possible, and if only with divine help. And to get that divine help, the best way to do that is to learn the Lightworker Healing Protocol. You can get our ebook explaining that um, protocol at getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's getwisdom.com slash LHP. Also get our book on prayer because this is another way to kind of undo problems that you might have created in the past. And you can get that at getwisdom.com slash prayer, getwisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Be 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are exploring creators' perspectives on the power of intention, what it means, uh, how we use it, and the effects it can have on our past, present, and future. And um, so far, it's an interesting exploration. It is complex, but I think there's important insights here, Carl. Well, we really should learn how our mind works, our thoughts work, and our intentions work. Because they do have an impact on the things around us. And there's been a lot of misinformation about the power of intention. That you can just manifest things with your thoughts, for example. That's a misleading disinformation to essentially disempower people to think they can magically cause things to take place just with their thoughts alone. And so we'll get into that a little bit, but that's kind of one of the backdrops in wanting to know more about this. It has practical utility. And one of the utilities is learning the truth as opposed to misunderstandings that are propagated um, widely and, and falsely encourage people to expect things to happen when they only visualize it as though they had a magical power to create things out of nothing. We don't have that level of power as a physical human. It's just an aspect of reality. Might as well get used to it. You know, creator right. has told us this. You asked Creator, is the speculation correct that what may separate a possibility from a probability is how much intentional energy is behind it? And as a consequence, there are infinite possibilities, but less so probabilities. When psychics sense a future possibility, are they really seeing a probability that has been endowed with sufficient intentional energy? You're sounding like a physicist here, (laughs) but uh, let's see if we can shed some light on this. What makes something a probability as opposed to a possibility? 
<clears throat> and Creator says, this is a good working hypothesis to understand likelihoods of things coming into existence or reaching a state of fruition or completeness as part of an enterprise of some kind. It is quite true that an idea can be a germ of an idea or become quite pregnant in the sense of burgeoning and truly straining to be birthed into existence. And if it becomes past due, in a sense, will be painful to contain. This is because of the yearnings of the soul. You are filled with energetic potential that will create many spontaneous intentions, and some will be quite powerful, others irresistible, because they are so much in alignment with your nature, and if you focus on them, will create a tremendous driving force for something to happen. There still must be a threshold involved for things to pass from a possibility to a probability. This is something you learn by doing and have an inner intuitive awareness of what it might take for something to coalesce into a real event that influences the physical existence you are a part of. So when psychics look at the future, they are seeking that future of greatest probability in an earnest attempt to truly discern what will happen. The weak link is that the future probability that has the greatest intention behind it that may stand out and be noticed with the psychic exploration reaching out to the future as a product of the intention of the psychic is capturing a future in existence at the present moment. When in fact, at that actual future point in time, when reached through the passage of time with respect to the current moment being experienced, there may well have been changes in the energetic potentials impinging on that future moment. So when the present catches up to that future time, there may be quite different things underway. So the future prediction never comes about because it has been replaced by something else as a function of a greater energy of intention shifting the probability. This is the major pitfall in doing psychic readings, that everything is indeterminate and in flux. So at best, it is seeing a set of possibilities where one stands out the most, but it can almost be little more than a guessing game particularly when dealing with issues and circumstances and life events in an environment where there's a great deal of volatility in play. And that is often the very kind of future eventuality people most want to know. They're wanting to have reassurance concerning things they might be quite unsure of themselves or even quite fearful might come about. And this can confound and contaminate the exercise because those are the very things that will be less certain because the intentions being launched are quite mixed with respect to the nature of the energies behind them. Wanting an outcome and fearing and dreading the outcome are quite different energetically. So this makes fortune telling a highly uncertain undertaking even though at times one might have successful perceptions that are helpful as a guide to present actions in some way. But one needs to be prudent here 
to not give undue weight to perceptions of the future because of the uncertain nature of things. You know, a good question I'll have to try to remember to ask Creator sometime, uh, or we can ask Creator, I should say, <laughs> is, uh, is a, when a psychic sees a future probability, are they really seeing something that is a manifestation of current intentions that are yes. subject to change? Yes, know? yes, that's exactly the case. Because that's all that can exist in that future they are going out to inspect. Right. Right. We're creating the future as we go. There is a future life projection that is being created. It's a future life extension of the current existence. So it has all the people and all the places of the entire earth projecting its current intentions out into that future. But things happen. People come and go. They do different things. They change their minds. There's unexpected events. And that shapes the future yet again. Yes. Bit by bit as we go. So by the time you get from here to there, maybe something in six months, a lot could have come in between to modify what actually plays out then. Yeah. And it's all the same interplay of energies, but it is very malleable and and uncertain because of that flow and flux that's ever changing as people's thoughts change. I think that's incredibly important insight, you know, about, because, you know, people, a lot of people have experience with psychics and then wonder why they succeed at some times and other times they fall flat on their face. And this provides a very cogent explanation for that. Yeah, and and then we get the same message from Creator. Yes. If we ask about what's going to happen about a future issue, Creator says, well, it depends on what people decide as right. they go. <laughs> exactly. We don't know. <laughs> right. You know, there's a, there's a certain potential in existence right. always. But Creator's smart enough to realize that is indeterminate. It hasn't been decided. Absolutely. You ask creator, daydreaming seems like window shopping for the future. But unless a daydreaming becomes sufficiently endowed with intention, it will likely remain a dream. Creators emphasize many times the need to take action in order to turn intention into reality. Yet it does seem, if one daydreams enough, that the intensity of intentional energy needed to motivate actual action does seem to grow into compulsive energy. Can creator comment on the power or lack thereof of persistent and repeated daydreaming? All right, and this is what creator says. The parameters you outline are quite meaningful and important. We would say that the differentiation here between a dream and the launching of a useful intention could be described as having sufficient commitment to the idea. There are intentions that are simply yearnings, but lacking a commitment to implement desired actions that will increase the potential realization of what is being dreamed about. This is why imaginings to focus on a desired outcome, such as acquiring something highly desirable that would make life more fun, more interesting, or be a reward of some kind, or an attainment of a yearned-for goal to be complete, is all well and good, but will do nothing in and of itself. 
to bring about the reality of its occurrence. Because the only one knowing about your intention is you. The universe will not respond to your yearnings alone. They will not have sufficient power to bend the universe to your will, despite what you might be told by proponents of the law of attraction, for example, who are simply exaggerating what is realistic about the level of power your consciousness represents. Because you are part of a physical plane, it is physical action that has the greatest influence rather than thoughts alone. That is why an action step is needed to carry forward an idea through the implementation of intention in a physical sense, in some respect, that will be needed to bring an idea into reality. Thoughts alone will not be enough, but they can build within to reach a level of inner yearning sufficient to impel you to take useful action. And in that way, the frequent daydreaming of a desired goal can be helpful in building up an inner demand, so to speak, that becomes a useful motivation if it ends up causing you to take a useful action to put your energy to work in a real world sense and not just within your imaginings. You know, I think that last sentence really sums up creator's outlook on the law of attraction, that in in the physical plane... It's not that the law of attraction doesn't work. It's that we don't have sufficient power to make it work without our own taking of action. But the daydreaming can be cumulative in the sense that it can build up our own internal desire to take action, almost to the point of of impelling us to. So there's some truth to this, but it's not what we're being told the truth is in, in totality anyway. Yeah. And if you look closely at what people experience when they claim the law of attraction is working for them, if you actually trace the steps involved in something coming about, they're always doing something. Right. Yes. (laughs) To to, you know to have it to have it finally manifest. It's not just thought alone. Just having a vision board or something, and and this is an important distinction to know. Yes. Because the idea you can do it with only your yearnings and your your daydreams and wishes is a false notion, and it's disempowering. Yeah, because you need to act in life to make things go. U.S. Creator, some have speculated we are our intentions, as opposed to having intentions. What is Creator's perspective on that idea? Creator says, in a sense. This is quite true because your physical existence and your perception of it is an extension of the soul's consciousness and thus is a kind of illusion that your physicality is a defining characteristic and the sum total of existence. That is because when birthed into existence in the physical plane and sensed through the experiencing via the physical senses, This contributes meaning and strength to the illusion of existence in the way you are experiencing because it is all you have to work with and it is quite limited and is quite circumspect as a consequence. There are larger realities in play you are not privy to because of these limitations. 
you are unaware of the existence of the soul and the interchange energetically that brings about the reality of your being present within your physical body in the current incarnation and therefore do not see the interplay as an expression of the soul literally birthing it into existence and that this is a quite ephemeral energetic expression that will have a finite existence and will be changeable over time in ways that are volatile and not entirely predictable. That variability is not a reflection of there being an unreality about it all, but rather that consciousness is restless and ever-changing and a sum total of potentials garnered from one's own soul and energies impinging on you continually from many other sources all of which combine together in the current experiencing of your creation and its potentials for further unfolding. In a sense, there are many more future potentials that are possible than you are aware of. So you are experiencing more limitation and lack than an abundance of possibilities and a larger growth that could be created. This is purposeful and being orchestrated, in fact, to be the case that your existence is one of limitation and subjugation through a dimming down and a dumbing down of your awareness and therefore the consciousness you could put to work to good purpose to shape your future purposefully to a much greater degree in effectiveness to bring about change for the better. So it is simply a sad fact of existence that you are more potential than realization and that is a large cause of unhappiness and dissatisfaction as a dilemma of existence. You know, I think uh, a quote out of this channeling that could go into a book of creator quotes someday is consciousness is restless and ever-changing, you know, and that is so true <laughs> if you think about it, you know. Uh, it, you know, like when people retire, for instance, they think, oh, I'm going to sit back and, and just relax and enjoy. And when they actually make the retirement, it's like they're fidgety and restless and need to do something with themselves. So, I think that's a, a, a proof of that, <laughs> that idea there. Well, there's more to us than we ourselves realize. There are plans we made up in the light. And the plans were to never stand down, to keep going and yes. to make things happen, get the most out of it. So that, that's, that's partly what's behind that, I think, that, that inner restlessness. It's a yearning for something more. And we hope that you have a yearning for more of Get Wisdom, which you can check out at GetWisdom.com. We have all kinds of material. We have uh, thousands of questions in our Get Wisdom database. We have hundreds of uh, videos for you to watch. So there is no sh there's no shortage of the more that's available for you. If you check out GetWisdom.com today, you can sign up as a participant member. It's eternally free. And um, we hope you'll take advantage of that. Uh, they can also check out the Lightworker Healing Protocol, which is the um, the centerpiece of our project. Uh, you get to get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And that can really help to clean up intentions as well, Carl. Indeed. And that in prayer. Absolutely. You'll get yeah. more through prayer than just setting your mind to something and never doing anything. You can at least <laughs> get the divine doing something on your behalf, uh, perhaps. If you go about it in a, in a powerful way. And so we do teach how to go about that with our prayer book. Get that at givewisdom.com slash prayer and get back here after this break.
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are exploring creators' insights on the power of intention, and we certainly intended to come back for this final segment, Carl, and we did it. Yay! <laughs> There's planning for you and taking action. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we didn't rest on our laurels. You asked creator, creator has talked about needing enough human intention in order to intervene successfully in human affairs. But it seems we're being asked to fill a swimming pool one cup of water or one prayer at a time without even being able to see the progress we are making. Is there any way we can trade the cup for a bucket or the bucket for a hose? All right. And Creator tells us this is wisdom in action and addressing the plight of most individuals who think of themselves as separate and alone, not realizing they have many friends in the light who are cheering them on and wanting desperately for things to work out for humanity across the board. We have taught you ways to leverage prayer requests for them to be much more effective so that intentions are launched, not only asking for something you want to have happen, but instructing the divine in how to amplify the request and magnify the outcome with respect to having a greater degree or a more frequent or a more rapid resolution of a problem. The many discussions we have given you that are included in your ebook on prayer empowerment discuss these in some detail and why they work. For example, simply launching a prayer and asking the divine to implement that prayer request over and over as frequently as possible is a way to maximize what can happen in responding to your request. Prayers are mostly weak in their intentions because they are vague and open-ended with little definition of what is needed and in the absence in most cases of an understanding of why the dilemma exists in the first place. 
and in an almost total ignorance of how the divine realm carries out assistance and healing for people. This puts the individual launching the prayer intention at a great disadvantage. So we suggested, and you have added this to all of our recommended prayers, to have them enacted each and every day. And what this means is, if you pray daily, you are covered. But if you are busy or you forget on some days, the divine has been instructed previously to work on answering the prayer requests each and every day and will, in fact, do so. There is no limit to what you can request. There is a limit to how far your prayer will reach because it is still based on your spiritual capital, so to speak, how much energy of intention you can muster compared to the size of the problem you seek help for. One person cannot pray for the entire world effectively because one person does not have sufficient intention to mount a monumental divine effort. The best that can be done is to take the small individual amount of intention and spread it among billions of recipients. So the benefit of such a prayer is meager and in practical terms, effectively useless. This is because prayer is a function of intention, which is an energy and is operating as an energy. So there is an energetic equation governing cause and effect, starting with its origin, with the conscious intention of the person praying, going out to the divine realm, and that intention being acted on and implemented for the intended purpose. That power of intention only has so much reach. In many cases, prayers can only help when many people pray for the same thing, and the individual intentions can be pooled together by divine realm. If you have a chronic illness and you pray once for God to heal you, there can be some healing brought to bear, but only the one time. When in fact it is likely to be the case, your need for healing, even with divine assistance, represents a long-term proposition, needing attention over days to weeks to months or even years to undo the karmic underpinnings and restore an inner equilibrium in the system so that symptoms will subside. So what is needed is greater understanding of the metaphysics of a human interaction with the divine and the rules of engagement and how to work the levers to have things done with maximum intensity, with the maximum divine energy to be applied at the maximum frequency and for the maximum duration. This you have all worked out within the Lightworker Healing Protocol to make it both a comprehensive and an extremely powerful tool designed to work in perpetuity to achieve its aims. We can't say, you know, get the Lightworker Healing Protocol ebook at getwisdom.com slash LHP. Too much, Carl. Well, and it's it's self-serving, but we're serving you. So (laughs) don't forget that idea. This takes our time and effort, and it's consuming our lives, to do this outreach. We can serve ourselves, but you need to serve yourselves and one another as well. Strength in numbers. It's true across the board, even with a powerful tool. If more people use a powerful tool, 
that will amplify things tremendously. And that, we're told, is what is needed to get us over the hump. Yeah, and, and tools are meant to be used. You know, having a having a drill hanging on the shelf is not making anything. You know, you actually have to use it. You have to engage it. And that's true of Lightweight Protocol. We did all this work to put get wisdom together for people so they have access to better tools so they can trade that cup for a bucket for a hose. And yes. we got the answer we wanted from Creator, but you have to take that action step. You have to transform intention into action. Yes, and, and so you're seeing where this is leading now, this kind of dry technical discussion about this vague concept of intention. It's about empowerment, ultimately. Yes. Absolutely. Do your best and make the best of your life that's possible. That's what we're all about here. U.S. Creator, it seems that in order to heal the future, present faulty intentions must be healed. Can Creator share how prayer work and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can be used successfully to transform evil intentions into loving ones? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. This indeed is the essence of the art of living. To have the discernment to understand and recognize with accuracy the good and evil in the endless possibilities that can be chosen moment to moment by people as they live their lives. Given the existence of many difficult circumstances faced by people in poverty or within family groups when the individual members might be deeply troubled because of adverse prior circumstances creating a karmic pattern of negative expression, the intentions launched will often be destructive and cause wounds that will hinder future growth and progress in life and create a karmic worsening of things that can keep people trapped in a downward spiral that will even cause an early death and set the person up for repeating lives of great difficulty, lack and limitation, and many failures. It is exceedingly difficult to cultivate positive and effective intentions when one has not witnessed role models doing the same. To learn how this can bring power and success to one's endeavors and to have an inner level of vibration that will create positive and powerful intentions leading to good outcomes rather than bad and improving one's lot in life accordingly, nothing breeds success like success. The challenge is being able to be successful in the first place. It is extremely difficult for people who are subjected to harsh treatment and criticism and denied love and nurturing by caregivers who might be deeply flawed and heavily corrupted and unable to experience love themselves and are in a position where they are incapable of gifting love to others. This is quite tragic for inadequate thinking and defective and corrupt belief systems, creating gaps in knowledge, limited awareness, and flawed and negative inner beliefs of all kinds will prevent mounting helpful and positive and effective intentions to make things happen in the world to create a positive outcome and the possibility of growth and success in life. To turn things around requires often a considerable healing effort to undo the wrongs of history and heal the wounds to the soul and the defects in the current makeup being expressed in the current incarnation by one's soul extension being buffeted about in the world. This is a divine level problem because of the severity and the reality there are almost always 
huge backlogs of unhealed traumas that will weigh on the person through the workings of karma to restrict them, hold them back, and limit the range of possibilities open to them to have any kind of positivity in their lives and the possibility of a better outcome in the future. Divine healing achieved through prayer and especially through the workings of the Lightworker Healing Protocol because of its comprehensiveness can make up for lost time because the protocol has the specificity and comprehensive series of requests enabling the divine realm to go to work on a person's existence across time domains to heal the many lifetimes of difficulty that have contributed to the sum total of their current expression for better or worse. This creates, through the steady systematic healing of the many woundings through time, a reworking of the energies within the Akashic records and the karmic potential in play in the current moment. This can make all the difference in removing tremendous headwinds that have prevented personal success and happiness and replace it with upliftment as a consequence of empowering the individual perhaps for the first time, with the wherewithal to move forward in meaningful ways and reach a higher level of attainment, enabling them to be successful and enjoy the satisfaction, as well as the great encouragement it represents to motivate renewed vigor and a striving for even greater success in achieving even loftier goals. Most people cannot do this on their own, but need divine help. The human assistance available is not usually up to the task of providing what is needed to change deeply rooted problems in a meaningful way. This can only be done through divine intervention, and this must always be requested because of the reality humans are in charge of their world and their experience. So we cannot lead, but will always answer your requests to work on your behalf, to help you make your lives better. You know, I, I think one of the most encouraging things is how Creator is essentially saying here that the Lightworker Healing Protocol can help you get unstuck for perhaps the very first time in, in all the lifetimes you've lived. You know, this could be a bellwether moment for you as a soul and a real turning point. Well, and we're all in the same boat in little ways and big ways. The whole world is stuck, and this is why it's in such turmoil. People are directionless, they're misguided, they're frittering away their energies on fruitless, meaningless pursuits oftentimes, and, you know, they're trying to do the best they can, but they they don't have something solid to guide them, and it's tragic because if we can work together and unite behind the idea of the divine and start working for the implementation of love in everything we do, that will change the world. Absolutely. And and it doesn't take that much, Carl. You know, we we're not sitting here doing the protocol ten hours a day. You know, it's a this is something that you even mentioned in the last show. You could do once a week and it would make a difference. We would advocate more, but you know. It, uh, it, you don't have to spend your entire life doing this, but you have to do some of it. Yes, and as an example of the empowerment of leveraging, when you use the protocol, it will have added to it 
the pooled intentions of all the other protocol practitioners through all of time who have used the protocol or will use it. And that will further empower your outreach. Well, you mentioned time, and unfortunately, we're out of it, Carl. So thank everybody. We'll see you in the next Get Wisdom. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. Thank you.